Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, I never get to do that. I never get to be like, I can't get into it. I'll say it again so you can say it twice. Can you reveal anything that you've got going on? Oh man, I can't really get into it, but it's really exciting. <laughs> She's fighting out of Center City, Philadelphia, the gift of Dad, Gabby Ortiz. Gabby Ortiz, how are we doing? Good, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. Uh, we, we catch you today, and I want to mention this straight off the bat. If you're watching on the Patreon, you're seeing the video. We are in the most fabulous room for filming uh, today's show. So, 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 Gabby, if you're watching on the Patreon, Gabby's now showing you this gorgeous, this gorgeous foyer room area. So, Gabby, explain <laughs> where we are or where you are, rather. I'm in my spare room. It's boring. But where are you? All right. So I am in City Hall in Philadelphia. Um, this is the mayor's office event room. Uh, so when we have... Um, holiday parties or if you're a nonprofit organization and you want a cheap room to rent to have your event you come here and all of the proceeds to the room rentals go toward uh, the Philadelphia Public Fund which is for schools and scholarships and things like that for uh, Philadelphia youth it's a pretty cool thing and it's uh it, there's a lot of cool history in this in this room but I won't get into that now but in those hundreds of years, many amazing parties and dues have been held there. Like, is do, do you when you when you stand in this in this beautiful room, uh, are there memories that you have that come back of a particular occasion, a particular event that makes you smile? Yeah. yeah so um, our first the first administration uh, party here, which was in 2016, January, 2016. And it was just, everything felt super hopeful and, uh, exciting. And we had good food here and, uh, I was meeting all my new coworkers and that was a really fun event. But then, um, I did a lot of work in this room, uh, for a lot of really cool organizations. I remember one Christmas, I think it was 2018, we had a bike giveaway. So a lot of, um, the Philadelphia foster kids came in and we had bikes for them. And, Santa came. It was the mayor. He was just a Santa. No, I'm lying to you. He was just an elf from <laughs> from from Will Ferrell's elf. Elf, elf from off of elf. Yep. That's yeah, a- and uh, that was a really beautiful, really beautiful occasion. 
Uh, well, well, we'll we'll touch on all sorts of things whilst we're here today, but we are here to talk wrestling as well yeah. uh, in this wonderful mm-hmm. room. And uh, we're asking you, Gabby, uh, to to join us on a, on a metaphorical desert island, and to, to and whilst you're there to keep you entertained, you're allowed to pick three wrestling matches to watch whilst you are there. And we're going to go through the matches as we chat today. But what would you like match number one to be first of all, Gabby? Um, I'm sure I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if I was, I would be surprised if I was the first one to say this, but, um, Bailey and Sasha Banks, uh, 2015 NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, uh, primarily cause it's a long match. So it'll eat up a lot of my time, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a historical match in, uh, women's wrestling history. Uh, and it's something that, uh, I started training a couple months before that match aired. Um, and when that match here, I was like, oh, I made the right decision. So there's a lot of like good sentimental value to it. It's a great match and, uh, it's a long one. So I think logistically it's a good match to choose. <laughs> Makes sense. So with, so you yeah. say you were training whilst this match, uh, was, was on. So can you remember where you were when you watched it? Uh, I was, I came home, I was home when I watched it. I wasn't at training. Um, did it air on a Saturday or a Sunday? I think I it was remember. a Saturday. One Saturday. Day. Takeover is on Saturday. Yeah. So I probably watched it on a Sunday uh, because usually with like takeovers, they happen on Saturdays and at the Monster Factory where I, came, where I trained, there was a show that weekend. I remember this. There was a show that weekend. So I didn't get to watch Takeover live. But I had to watch it on Sunday. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I remember just on Twitter, uh, and I mean, I think Twitter at this point was big in wrestling, but it's just, it's, it's uncontrollable now. And it was cool to see everybody talking about it. And my Twitter presence wasn't big because I was still just a trainee, but uh, I just remember seeing it trending outside of the wrestling community, which was really cool. It's always exciting yeah. when that happens with wrestling, when suddenly yeah. people who are outside of your bubble <laughs> goes, did you hear about this, this thing? It's always yeah. really cool. Yeah. Makes yeah, I love <laughs> it. Makes you feel good because you're like, oh, people, you know, I think as wrestlers and wrestling fans um, and wrestling media, we forget how niche it still is. Because um, I'll talk to people all the time, like, oh, you're a professional wrestler. Um, do you know who Albano is? I'm like, when was the last time you watched wrestling? Like, what? <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> So, uh, and they're like, oh, I don't watch since I was a kid. And it's like a six-year-old man. And I'm like, you know, I, it, it humbles me. I'm like, okay, not everybody, not everybody cares about what I'm doing in my little indie scene. But when you have like stuff like that trending on like mainstream, it's really cool. But it's, we're coming to a time now, aren't we, Gabby, where we are going to have a lot more sort of casual fans poking their head around the door again because we're coming yeah. into Royal Rumble season. And then that's normally where my dad will go, hey, so are they, is, is Hulk Hogan doing it this year? So, like, you'll get me dad and you'll get people like that and you'll get WrestleMania come around and people talk about it then. Yeah. And I imagine in the line of work that you do right now, um, do, when it comes up, I mean, are you, are you, does it come up a lot uh, working? in the mayor's office or is it something that still catches some people <laughs> off guard? Um, when I have my newer coworkers come in all of my, like, cause um, there's a lot of like younger people coming in just to the tail end of our, of our administration. We're almost done. Um, uh, they're coming, they're coming in just to get some stuff on their resume as a, uh, you know, as a young college student working for the press and 
um, being in journalism and stuff. And we have them in our press office. And uh, my old coworkers who I've worked with since we started will be like, you should wrestle, right? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like with my glasses on, my hair tied back. I don't look like I'd be much of anything. Um, I try to keep it really conservative here. But everybody knows and everybody's super cool about it. Uh, when we hosted Royal Rumble in 2016 or 17, um, we had Wrestle, we had WWE Day here. And it was in our other event room, which is more for press conferences and like kind of like more of official business. Um, it's a little bit nicer than this room too, but we had WWE Day and um, it was with Royal Rumble. Nope. I'm sorry. Yes, it was Royal Rumble. Because I went, I remember I got to hear the buzzer in person for the first time, which is pretty cool. <laughs> you know that, ah, that thing. <laughs> and uh, Mark Henry and Bailey were here. And uh, the mayor did a speech and he mentioned that I was a professional wrestler myself. This was 2017 because I had already went to Japan at this point. And he mentioned that and I cried. Everybody here knows about it and everybody wants to talk to me about it. Sometimes I don't really want to talk about it because I'm like dealing with people who need their potholes fixed in front of their house. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, I just, it's like, could you imagine like Clark Kent being at like the Daily Planet? Someone comes up to me and they're like, oh, my cat's stuck in a tree. Go help him. <laughs> kind of like that. I'm like, I don't like, I'm like, I'm writing something right now. I'll get to that later. <laughs> I get it. Why did you, why did you cry out of interest? Um, because it felt very validating, um, with my choices in becoming a professional wrestler. Uh, I had a lot of people when I first started being like, uh, you have like the coziest job on the planet. Uh, you have a pension, health insurance. Uh, you don't got to worry about anything. Uh, and you will be grandfathered into probably the next administration and the next administration until you retire. Uh, why are you doing something so risky? Uh, and I have always been a risk taker. Uh, even come, even working here was a little bit of a risk because I don't have a college education or anything. And, um, my knowledge of municipal government is pretty good, but not to the point where I could be front, front of the lines for the mayor's office. So everything I learned, I learned on my own. Uh, and I was like, Hey, you know, I can't imagine just doing this forever and I'm not going to do this forever. Uh, and it was something that I could continue putting my creativity into which is really important because I am uh, at my core an art student. Uh, I went to an art high school and working for government isn't very artsy. <laughs> There's not much creativity I can put behind it as opposed to just decorating my office for the holidays. Uh, so I needed something else to channel my heart into. Um, the service and being a service worker for the government and working for the people, I can put my heart into that, but I also have things that I need to fulfill for myself and I, I love wrestling so much so and you, you you've <laughs> mentioned previously that it was the monster factory that that trained yeah. you um you discovered the monster factory in, in in the job before this and I and whilst I am fascinated about the job that you do now like <laughs> I've got to know the pros and cons of working in a haunted house because <laughs> <laughs> Because that just sounds like the coolest gig. Oh my god, I, I did not expect you to bring that up. I did my um, research, Gabby. I'm I'm one of them. I'm quite dangerous. Uh, no, you did that. Did you have you ever seen Nardwar? Uh, he's like a music journalist or an interviewer, and he interviews these musicians all the time, and he knows everything about them. And they're like, 
how did you know that? Like, I never even said that. <laughs> and he never discloses his resources ever. That's what you just reminded me of. But um... we're, we're the same. We have the same sources. I can't disclose them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but how, so, how did that uh, come about? The haunted house gig. Uh. Well, I lived right down the street from this abandoned prison here in Philly. Everything I do just like goes back to it being in Philly. And um, I lived right down the street. You walk out my door, you could see it. It's this massive prison. It was this first um, prison with this sort of um, design, which is basically like a big square. And then like the the uh, jail cells kind of like go towards the middle of it there's courtyards and stuff beautiful structure it's super daunting and crazy uh they host a haunted house every year which is uh primarily a fundraiser for it as a historical site and um one of the things i avoided the most every year because i hate haunted houses i don't like them I don't like them at all. And uh, my family would get so frustrated with me because I was young and someone had to watch me while everybody else went to go to the haunted house. So at least one person a year would miss a haunted house. (laughs) And uh, and I decided when I was 19 years old, looking for work, that I was going to face my fear head on and work at this haunted house that was down the street from my house. It seemed pretty convenient and it seemed like something brave for me to do. and it was a little bit, but also not really, because I never actually went to the haunted house when I worked there. I never walked through it. And I said I was going to. I was like, I'm going to go look. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to like face my fears. I didn't. There so was what, did, thing so where, like, what did you do there at the haunted house then? So if you didn't get a chance to walk um, through it. So there were seven attractions, which are like seven different, like uh, had seven different themes. And I basically sat at the front of the attraction and guided people in. So I would just guide them in and then scare them so they would move forward. That's what I did. Um, we were called line. We were called line beasts. And um, the, the, there was this like one activity that was our tech rehearsal before we opened up to the public. And uh, each team for each attraction would go through every attraction except for yours. So I was behind my entire team. And they went through and I ran over to the end of the haunted house and met them there. And I was like, whoa, that was so scary, guys. Right. Wow. I just I didn't go in with them and nobody even noticed, which I was very happy about because like it was like a mandatory thing to do and I didn't do it. Uh, all these years on, is there any regrets that you didn't go through it? Not one. No, not one. No, I uh, my boyfriend. Uh, he took me to a haunted house like two years ago, but it wasn't like marketed as a haunted house. It was marketed as like a photo op at a hotel. So you went to the hotel and each room that they had designated was like a creepy theme, like murder or like dead prostitute or something. I don't, I don't remember. Um, that's horrible. <laughs> it's a that's lovely what it was. Thing. It's but they didn't like mention that there was actors that were going to pop out and scare you throughout the whole thing. So I go through thinking we're going to take some cool like haunted house pictures or cool like scary creepy pictures um, with jump scares all over the place. And I literally had a panic attack. They had to stop the whole thing. And my boyfriend was so upset because he's he likes scary he likes scary stuff. And they had to basically like warn all the actors in the rooms ahead of us to like not jump out at me. And at one point there was like a creepy little person with a rose and they handed it to me because they felt bad. For like how scared I was 
which was very sweet, oh. but also extremely embarrassing because I was 26 years old. <laughs> <laughs> if you're scared, you're scared, regardless of how old you are, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. That's it. But how amazing to say, though, that you worked at the haunted house, despite the fact that you're frightened of haunted houses. You can always say that. That's this there forever. True. But it was at the haunted house that you got told about the Monster Factory. Yes, so, so, so that kind of bleeds into it quite nicely. So you end up going there. And um, as somebody who was a fan of wrestling, what was, uh, can you remember day one? I always like to ask day one, like some, something that you picked up about wrestling on day one that surprised you. Well, my day one was really interesting because X-Pac was there. Nice. John Walton was there um, teaching everybody and kind of like, he wasn't doing any kind of seminars, but he was literally just like walking around and helping out with whatever he could. Uh, he, it was so funny because he wasn't in any kind of athletic wear. I mean, could you imagine him in any athletic wear? Because I sure can't. <laughs> he was just in his like motorcycle jacket and like combat boots with his bandana on, uh, looking pretty cool. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. This is X-Pac. And he taught me how to lock up. No way. So, yeah, and I just, I actually just started implementing the X Factor in my moveset to honor that and honor him because he basically was the reason that I even know how to start a match. So. <laughs> have you, have you since reached out to him and told him that? You're nervous. Oh, no, you will, should. You should. I've probably shared a clip of that by now, so he'll see it. Uh, but that's, but that's, that's a wonderful, that's a wonderful way to get into it from there. And like the Monster Factory is, um, has made some some absolute forces of nature as well to come through there. Is there anybody that you gra gra has graduated the word, sort of finished around the same time as in the Monster Factory? Yeah, so Matt Riddle comes to mind. He was there when I, he was already there when I started. Um, that's a huge one. Uh, Luis Martin, Damian Priest was my coach for a good while. Uh, Nick Camarado, who is... Um, in AEW, uh, Preston Vance, also AEW. Uh, they were all my my peers. QT Marshall was also one of my coaches, and he's a pretty hard hitter at AEW now, uh, in the ring and backstage. And uh, damn, who else? I mean, LSG, who was my boyfriend. <laughs> he also he also came from the Monster Factory. Ian McAvani, who Ring of Honor's. Uh, like Ring of Honor's former announcer, uh, not announcer, commentator. Uh, he's kind of going all over the place now. He was just at Impact over the weekend. Uh, I imagine he'll, he's going to be fine. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, he's yeah, he's, gonna be, he's the best. Um, and me. <laughs> it's a good crowd. It's a good crowd of people. Uh, we want to yeah. talk about where we go from there, but we've got a, we've got a, Pick your second match next. So we started off oh, with yeah. Bailey and Sasha Banks uh, from Takeover. What would you like your next match to be, Gabby? Um, probably Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 31. I really like that match. Uh, the the moment you say that, I picture the the curb stomp into the RKO. That beauty of a finish. Oh, that's basically the reason it's on there because <laughs> i love watching that i love that finish so 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 much Seth Rollins was, i was gonna say he was one of the guys that you first were, were drawn to watching wrestling wasn't he seth rollins mm -hmm. 
Um, and so I, I guess we had to have a Rollins match in there somewhere. If yeah, of course. So he, when- he almost didn't make it though. He almost didn't make the cut. I, I was torn oh. between that match and a, a kind of a deep cut uh, with Samoa Joe and uh, uh, Brian Danielson uh, at PGW. Like I think it was like twenty. 11 maybe um it's you gotta it's a great match um very technical it's a longer match too about 30 minutes uh yeah that's a really good match it's it's fun to watch so so what was it that tipped orton versus rollins over the edge for you seth rollins seth rollins in it (laughs) yeah he is yeah Uh, i I, get it he is a handsome boy i get it And that finish, oh, I love that finish so much. But uh, I, I don't give uh, too much credit because I don't sound want to sound like too much of a fan girl about how much Seth Rollins' influence got me into training. And I don't want people to think it's because I think he's just handsome. Yeah, everyone thinks he's a handsome guy, but it's because I just really enjoy him as a wrestler. All like through all facets, talking in ring stuff. Uh, he's a constant professional and. Uh, but like I said, I just don't want to sound like, oh, Daddy's just a Christian Seth Rollins. Like, oh no, there's, there's, yeah, we, there's <laughs> so much more to it. Is there a particular way that that Seth Rollins does something that that clicked with you as a fan, like the like a certain way he moves, or a certain move set, a certain way of speaking? Is there something like an intangible about Seth Rollins that that really got you into him? Um, I mean, I thought his hair was so cool. When he had the split. Oh, <laughs> so when he had it so down the one side, that was very I thought cool. That was so sick. And he was like kind of this like true like rock rocker kind of dude, where it wasn't like this was just a gimmick. Like you could just tell be I could tell because I came up from like an like the emo screamo kind of scene here in Philly. Like I, I had bit ba- I had a band here. And I guess I could just kind of tell that he was like that kind of guy and i was like oh that's cool and he's like a wrestler you know and also just his in-ring work is so good it's just it's just super entertaining it's super smooth but it's still like edgy and i like that i don't like when things are too clean you know what i mean i kind of like it when there's a little bit of like roughness to it Uh, as he's progressed in wwe it's gotten a little bit cleaner but i would say like the shield nxt stuff it was it was pretty edgy and i really liked that there was a roughness to him that yeah. and when and when he turned heel like you see all those yeah. different layers and i think now and a few of us have said it here as well i think he's doing some of the best work he's ever done oh my god yeah and i actually after i got into wrestling and more into like the indie wrestling and stuff um my boyfriend showed me the age of the fall stuff that he did with jimmy jacobs at ring of honor Beautiful. It's Love it is movie. wonderful, wonderful stuff. Um, yeah. You 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 mentioned there um, your band. Um, was this an e- was this an e- was this an emo screamo band? Uh, more emo. I I was I was the vocalist, and I can't scream, and none of my bandmates could either. Uh, so it was more I would say a little bit more pop punky, a lot of uh, Paramore influence in it. I wish we could have had screaming in it though, because that would have, I think, set us aside from everybody always saying, you guys are like Paramore. I didn't want to be just like them, but because we didn't have a screamer, that was like what we always got lumped into. But then all my bandmates went to college and I didn't. So what was, <laughs> we had to disband. What was the band called? 
we were called the gas guild jumpers. Um, reason being we our rehearsal space was on South Street here and there was an alleyway right by our right by our, our rehearsal space that was called Gaskill, Gaskill Street. And um, at one point, me and my guitarist, we were like hiding, waiting for our drummer and our bassist to come out. They were dating at the time, so they were always together. And we like jumped out and like scared them and stuff. And at this time we were trying to like come up with a band name. And then the Gaskill Jumpers uh, came Makes up. And- I mean, yeah, I like it. It's a fun name. Um- <laughs> I know that you yeah. guys did some like you did cover stuff as well, uh, but yeah. did you do any of you? Did you do you did your own music as well? Didn't you? As part yeah. of Gaspar yeah, Band. I wish, I wish I had um more footage of it. I think my dad oh, has it somewhere. I think I've lost you. Am I there? Hello. Hi. Oh, sorry, I've gone. You've gone quiet. I can't hear you. Um, headphones are on. Can you uh, unmute your speaker? Oh, hang on. Uh, is that? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you oh, hear me? I, yeah, I can hear you now. You've you've frozen. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. We're back. Oh, so I, I have no idea what happened there. Apologies. <laughs> Apologies. It's okay. Uh, um, you did your own music, didn't you, for for Gaskill Jumpers? Yeah, we did. Um, there was one particular song that we went in and recorded called "Fingers." It was going to be our single for an EP we wanted to record. It just never panned out. Sometimes that kind of stuff happens. Uh, and I was the only one writing lyrics and I couldn't, I wasn't that good at it. <laughs> so it was, I felt kind of like alone in that, but, uh, and the musical arrangements were done by someone who used the rehearsal space for his band uh, called John and Brittany. Uh, his name's John Faye. He's an amazing musician from out here. And he helped us with the musical arrangements. So it almost felt like me and him were in a band and not like in the, the, the guy's, the drummer, bassist, and guitarist were kind of just like playing the music. So um, that was a big issue that we had. It didn't work out. Would there be a Gaskill Jumpers reunion on the cards at some point, do you think? No, I don't think so. Because like oh, I said, no. the bassist and the, the bassist and the drummer <laughs> were dating. Oh. <laughs> they are not, they're not dating anymore. It's been a long time. So I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe me and my guitarist, Carol, because we still keep in touch. Right. So, so if it was, it, it would be it'd be a fragmented version of the band. And if it's not the full yeah. band, there should be no band at all. <laughs> as it should be, as it should be. Uh, but uh, did the music stuff at any point feel like uh, a stronger direction or a stronger pull than the wrestling stuff? Yeah, um, definitely. Because wrestling wasn't even on, being a wrestler wasn't even on my radar at that point in time. I didn't think that was even possible for me to do because I'm not super athletic. Um, and I was so just entranced in it. That was like what I did every weekend. I didn't party every weekend. I didn't go out. I um, played shows and I rehearsed. So it was, that was my life. Uh, when wrestling came along and you, you're in the Monster Factory, you've got this uh, incredible uh, a group of people who, uh, like yourself, will go on to do great things. Um, and a lot of people will have seen you recently. Uh, you popped up to say hi as part of AEW Dark. And I'm always intrigued by the process of that, uh, which we want to get to in a bit. But what a lot of people uh, will always, always surprised to hear is that you've you've had this, this wonderful career before then. You had a tour of Japan that is always nice to share with people. Um, going back, what led to... What led to going to Japan? Because for somebody like yourself, who's, as you say, always based so strongly in, in Philadelphia, 
was that was that a big was that quite a daunting step to make or did that seem quite an obvious step to make let's go to japan let's just hit reset and do it all it was really daunting uh because not only would that have been the longest and furthest away i've been from home um i was only five matches in when they sent me i wow. didn't, i barely even knew how to wrestle um so that it was the most daunting thing i think i've ever done in my life uh and i'm glad i did it why so soon i asked rossi the owner i don't know he liked me he just liked <laughs> what i at the at the tryout and i was there as a fill-in because the original girl that was that was there was supposed to be there she got a concussion so she couldn't participate and they were like oh we need a body uh, dad we know you're not technically qualified to be here because you needed to have at least a year in um at least 20 matches i think was the thing uh there was criteria that i didn't fit uh and they were just like we need a body you're not going to be picked don't worry about it and lo and behold yeah. you were yeah so uh i yeah i couldn't believe it but i guess it was meant to be uh, talk to me about your first week in Japan, like first away from home, all coming as a bit of a surprise, the entire thing. Uh, how did you get on in that first week? Well, I'll tell you this much. I was looking for tickets to come home. Oh, <laughs> gosh. It was, it was not fun. I hurt myself at training. Um, the Japanese girls didn't really like me all that much because they knew I was brand new and I didn't know what I was doing. They were frustrated with me and I was frustrated with myself. Uh, thank thank god for my roommate especially rebel who was my roommate at the time and shanna she was an aw no longer anymore uh they were my roommates and they were veterans of this business so they had my back uh when the japanese girls didn't they didn't really like me at first and i had my first match i got kicked in the head really really hard i had a huge bruise on my face right here and a photo shoot the next day i was really pissed off about uh, but then I went up to the girls in the match and I was like, don't fucking do that to me. I was like, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm sorry if I'm not allowed to curse. But like, no, 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 you, you, you can fucking swear away. It's absolutely fine. Thank you. Cool. I went up to the girls and they knew what the F word meant because we were laughing about um, curse words in English at training the one day. So I knew they knew. I was like, don't fucking do that. I was like, I'm not, I'm not here to like, to get beat up all the time. I'm not here to be a punching bag. I'm here to work and train with you guys. Stop. Don't do that to me again. And though it got back to Ring of Honor that it happened, that I was intentionally hurt because they intentionally hurt me. And uh, it wasn't a good time my first week there. There was a lot of uh, a lot of strife. But then after I did that, I stood up for myself uh, and I started hitting harder. I got the respect that I that I earned. Was that what it was about then? Was it just a case of they they almost wanted you to to fight back? Because it's a bit of an old school mentality. Oh, it's old school over there. I would say it's pretty old school over there with that. Less in stardom, um, but it's still there. There's still that cold. I don't know if it's like that anymore, but it was when I was there. Uh, a little less subtle than it used to be, I'd say. But there was definitely that like, this girl is weak and we have to like haze her a little bit. And that lasted but one match before I was like, don't fucking do that. Mm. I was like, I'm not, I'm not like I'm not a little teenage girl uh and i've had to live in a city where every day i walk out it's a fight i gotta like protect myself so like don't mess with me and they never did after that every other match was smooth sailing after that and i had a great time after that too <laughs> so because that first week was a little bit of growing pains and then it got a lot easier 
once you once you stood up for yourself and said, no, I'm not going to take this anymore. That was when it became easier. When you went from there, what I mean, are there, there are happier memories of your time in Japan, yeah, isn't there? Of course. Oh, my God. Uh, like that first week was really the worst was the worst week. And then everything after that was great. Uh, I was like I ended it like we were in a, a big, a big like parking lot, like a parking garage. And it was the last time I was going to see the girls and I, they were all saying bye to us and I got in the middle and I was like group hug and they all dog piled and we hugged and cried uh so like I said it just it got a lot better and that was a really good memory and that was a, one of my last ones there um Tony Storm and I had to like cuddle in a bed for a little bit because there was a big earthquake as scary as that was it was a nice moment because I really liked Tony <laughs> and, um, and um Viper was there Piper Niven? She was one of my roommates too, and just having her around and like the fun we'd have, and like the we'd watch RuPaul's Drag Race in our apartment, and it was just it was really lovely. Have you really had lovely. much contact with 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 Tony Storm or with Piper Niven? Because obviously Tony Storm has been somebody a lot of people have talked about over the past yeah. couple of weeks. Are you in, still in touch with Tony? Not so much Tony, but Piper. Yeah. I keep in touch with Piper a lot. Uh, Tony is kind of too fucking cool. She's a cool girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, so she's a little bit harder to keep in touch with, but that's okay. I get fucking really busy and got a lot going on. Piper does too, but I think Piper and I just have a little bit more of a connection in Japan. Even though Tony and I had that moment, but I would say that I spent more of my time with her uh, and just we were, we got a little bit closer, which I love. She's an amazing person. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's dip into AEW because um, you made a, you made a, an appearance on Dart recently that, that very much put you uh, well and truly on the map there. How did all that come about? What's the process of getting onto uh, a show like AEW Dark? How did that work out? You just walk in the building and they say, okay, 
Get on. (laughs) (laughs) They went, oh, it's Gabby Ortiz. Get her on immediately. Get out there. Uh, No, so I mentioned earlier, QC Marshall was my trainer. He's someone that broke me in. Uh, And he works backstage. So I hit him up. And I said, hey, I, I think I'm ready to like to do extra work for AW. Can how what would what, what I go about doing that? He gave me the email to their talent, talent coordinator. I emailed the talent coordinator. And uh, about a week later, I was at the um at the taping in Philly. I didn't wrestle there, but I had a good time, made good connections. Um my favorite being Eddie Kingston. He wouldn't say the same about me, but that's beside the point. Why would he say <laughs> why would he say the same about you? <laughs> You think I'm a little rascal. <laughs> Literally every time I, I, when I went back, I walked past him like three or four times each time. It was one of these. He treats me like I'm like a little sister. It's fun. We both, oh. have, a, we both have the same, we both have the same background. We're Puerto Rican and Irish. Uh, we're both from the inner city and we're both wrestlers. So we have a lot more in common than I think he cares to admit. <laughs> uh, so I made good connections there and I was asked to come back uh, which is when I wrestled in Long Island. So that's how that happened. And, uh, and, and is there more conversations about you doing more with them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I had a good talk with my opponents under Rosa and after the match aired and she alluded to some stuff. I'm not going to get too into it. But, oh, um, I was hoping you would. I never get to do that. I never get to be like, I can't get into it. <laughs> well now you have now now you, in fact i'll say it again so you can say it twice can you reveal anything that you've got going on oh man i can't really get into it but it's really exciting <laughs> nudge nudge wink wink say no more say no more so as well as uh taking three wrestling matches i like to spring this upon people gabby it's nothing bad i promise as well as taking three wrestling matches you're also allowed to take with you a movie, an album, and a luxury item. So by a luxury item, I can mean it could have some sentimental value. It could be a bit of tech to keep you amused while you're on the island. Uh, it can it can sometimes be pets. It doesn't have to be pets. You're not a monster if you don't choose pets. Um, but let's start with a movie. So if I was to say to you, you could take a movie to watch, Gabby, what would it be? It's a really I'm tough like, question. Yeah, it is. Um... <laughs> I'm going to say Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. So you, why that particular Potter out of all the others? It's my favorite one. It's my favorite movie. It's um, all right. Why I, is it, why is it I, your favorite? Oh, it's my favorite book, too. Um, I like it because at the, at the time it came out, the ages of, like, the characters kind of sort of started to align with my age. Um so it felt a little bit more relatable. Uh, and it's just like, it's a, it's just a really fun movie. Um, and Harry, I think Daniel Radcliffe really shows off his acting chops in that movie. And um, it's cool to see him be a little flirtatious with Cho. It just shows a different dynamic to the characters. And it's, and the ending like battle is just incredible. Um, I really, I love that movie. And the book, it's the, I think it's the longest one aside from the last one that's, um, aside from deathly hollows so i just order the phoenix and you get more gary oldman than the other ones so yeah it gets it's, like it, gary oldman. <laughs> it's it's oh he's brilliant in, but in yeah. that one in particular that's where you really start to feel because it because you know we had uh the goblet of fire before yeah. it. so yeah. that was goblet of fire was they ended on the death and and from there it just gets progressively darker 
that's what the, I yeah there's a, a huge tone shift yeah in that movie and I like that and for which it. yeah which leads from the Goblet of Fire which you know where Cedric dies spoiler alert sorry it's been 20 years <laughs> still, <laughs> still not o- already still not over it still not over it did you see uh it was on it was it was on one of the the channels over here the other night did you see they they did a reunion for harry potter i haven't got a chance to see it yet because i've been away from home for a while and i want to watch it with my dad right it, so I, it's my- emotional you've been warned it's emotional it's 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 bittersweet it's like I they're all be ready for it. I love that you want to wait and watch it with your dad. Be ready. Be ready for it. Um, he took me to all the midnight screenings. So oh, so um, he's got to be there yeah. for it. He's got to yeah, be there. So for and it. He, we read all the books together. Uh, and my boyfriend, it came out, I think, New Year's, and I was with my boyfriend. He's like, "Let's put it on. Let's watch it." And I was like, "You never. You've only watched the first two. <laughs> I'm not watching this with you. No. No way. So I'm I'm gonna pitch watching it tonight. So." My my good lady, <laughs> please do because my my good lady watched the reunion one the other night before I did, and and she's been a Harry Potter fan all her life, very much like yourself. Sort of grew up with them. Um, she had tears in her eyes in the first five minutes. So oh, <laughs> be warned, be warned. Thank oh, you. It's gonna be fine. Um, how about an album, Gabby? What album would you take? You could take one of your own, obviously, but if not. I don't have one. I wish I did, though. And I wouldn't. I can't stand (laughs) the sound of my own voice. Um, It's got to be a Fall Out Boy album. I'm just trying to think which one. Are you you a fan of all their their earlier stuff or sort of pre-Infinity on high? or? I'm a fan of all their stuff. Everything they've ever released, I'm a fan of. I'm not one of those, like, I only like the earlier stuff. I still think they're brilliant to this day. Um... I'm going to say from under the cork tree. Nice. So we're sugar. We're going down dance dance um, are on that album. Uh, and I'm going to include the B sides and the Japanese releases too. Cause I'm allowed. <laughs> I decided here. So well, I get your, a little bit more content. It's your desert Island trip. So yeah, <laughs> take the longer versions, take the longer yeah. version. Absolutely. Um, okay. Luxury item. All right. This one's going to be a little bit vapid. It's not anything sentimental. It's not tech, but sunscreen. Because I'm very protective of my skin. So I would bring sunscreen. Do you burn easily? No, uh, but I use a lot of um, products on my skin that cause uh, photosensitivity. So I could burn easily, but I don't know because I wear sunscreen every day. <laughs> so, ah. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I, I didn't. But because I use these certain products that like exfoliate my skin chemically and uh, do all these crazy things, I... I'm very protective. So if I'm on a fucking desert island, I'm bringing sunscreen with me because I haven't aged a day since high school and I'm not going to start. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's tactical. I like it a lot. I, I know. <laughs> Let, let's get on to your third and final match then. So uh, we've had Bailey and Sasha Banks from TakeOver. Uh, we went Randy Orton, Seth Rollins from WrestleMania, the curb stomp into the RKO. What a handsome man. Uh, your third and final match then, Gabby. What are we going for? Uh, this is sentimental. Uh, it's C2C, coast to coast, versus War Machine uh, in Philadelphia, December 2017. It's when War Machine left Ring of Honor. This is a Ring of Honor match. And um, they were sent off by my boyfriend's tag team at the time, coast to coast. 
I was there. Uh, one of my favorite matches of all time, just in general. Uh, no bias. If I had just seen it as a person that didn't know them personally, I would have. I would still say this. Uh, and I was extremely proud of both of them, all four of them, really, but really coast to coast because they're my family. Uh, my dad was there. Uh, his family was there. My boyfriend's family, because he's in that tag team, coast to coast, was in the tag team. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> and it's just such a special memory for me that I would like to have be able to just watch the footage whenever I wanted to on this desert island. Especially because I'm sure if I'm on this desert island, I would miss my boyfriend. So that is true. I'd want to watch him wrestle. So do you think the the because that's there's a lot of pressure on a match like that for for, for your good fella and, and and his partner in coast to coast to, to to be that final match for War Machine before they head into the E Machine. Like was was there pressure that night for him? Yeah. Um, usually, every Ring of Honor shows uh, he they had like a formula they went by, especially if they were wrestling like the Young Bucks or, um, you know, those like more high flying teams, War Machine was like a different, or Malonis, Beer City Bruisers. They had their like formula with them. War Machine, they, this was like new for them. They were main eventing that night and it was War Machine send off, which is huge. And this began what was planned for the, like a winning streak that they had, which, um, which culminated it culminated in Vegas against the Briscoes. Then they went off to Germany. Um, C2C went off to Germany. But yeah, there was a ton of pressure. I barely talked to him that day. Usually at Ring of Honor shows, like, because I wrestled for them, I wasn't on that show, but like, I'm able to go in the back and like, you know, uh, network and talk to old friends and talk to him, talk to my boyfriend LSG and help him get ready and stuff. Cause like, I'm supportive and he's just as supportive of me too. So we're a team. Uh, I barely saw him that day. He was like tunnel vision focused, which I totally under, I was like, do that, be that. And they put on an amazingly just captivating match. I was so proud of them. I say them because I do love Shaheen, his tag partner, but I was really, really proud of, of LSD because he did such a good job. And I, I think he's still chasing the high of that match to this day. <laughs> How did um how did how did you and LSG meet? At the Monster Factory. <laughs> can you remember? The, can you remember the first conversation you had? Oh, he doesn't. <laughs> but, uh, I was getting taught how to bump on a crash pad, and I hadn't met him yet. I had been at the school for a couple weeks at this point, but he was out because he had gotten septum surgery. So I never met him, but I kept hearing about one of the students there that just got a nose job. So that was like the joke that. LSG just got a nose job, but he had like a deviated septum, that poor guy. <laughs> they were just making fun of him. And they were teaching me how to bump. Uh, and he came up and he gave me a little bit of a technique. And that's that was our first conversation. And he had like a little brace on his nose and his cute glasses. And I was like, oh no, I have a crush on him. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And uh, look at us now. It's been like, seven, it's going to be seven years in the summer. When did um from from seeing the the guy with the the nose job and the glasses, <laughs> uh, when when did both of you realize, oh, this is this is the thing, we should do something about this? You're gonna make me cry because it's so it's just like he's so important to me and my journey in wrestling and just my my life journey, which is an important part of it. Um, 
I had a major crush on him. But one of our other conversations we had was about his ex-girlfriend. And he was like upset at her because of some bullshit or whatever. And I was like, oh, no, he's still caught up on his ex. Like, I don't have I don't have a shot. And I also heard him say, like, in passing, I would never date another wrestler. And I was like, all right, never mind. It just there's no chance. I have no chance with this guy. You know, I had a major crush on him. And we had a monster factory camp. And when there's a monster factory camp, anybody from all walks of wrestling life can come. And so you meet a bunch of new people. And there was this guy there who I was like, well, I don't have a chance with LSG. So I'm just going to talk to this. I'm just going to like flirt with this guy. Kind of make him jealous a little bit. Uh, I don't <laughs> just know. It, it kind of worked. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like sitting, I'm like talking to this guy and like our, our friend Royal, uh, he, he was like, oh, sorry. My phone just kind of, there we go. That's okay. Sorry about that. Uh, our friend Royal was like, yo, Gabby's talking to this guy. Like, you got to get up. On. And he's like, nope. He's like, he's like, nope. If she wants to talk to that guy, she'll talk to that guy. At the end of the camp, uh, a lot of the old the people from outside had left. We were cleaning up after and decided to go to a diner. And the same guy, Royal, who was also part of the first conversation, he was the one teaching me how to bump when LSG had walked in. Uh, he was like, oh, Gab, are you going to come to the diner? I was like, no, I have to go home. My dad's coming to pick me up. And they were like, no, come to the diner. I was like, I don't have a ride. So he dragged, Royal dragged me out to Gio's car, opened the door, put me in the car, buckled my seatbelt and said, Gio, give her a ride. His name's Gio. Gio, give her a ride to the diner. And he did. And when we were in the parking lot, we were in the car for, I think like an hour and a half, just talking to each other, just getting to know each other. And uh, we missed getting to eat because it was too late. And then my dad met up with us and he picked me up and took me home and we went on a date like I think two months later because we like we would just hang out at the Monster Factory and chit chat and stuff then we finally went out on a proper date after a Monster Factory show and uh, yeah ever since we've been together ever since. It's the, it's, the, it's the best when it happens and it, I, lo I love the part with you guys sat in the parking lot just talking for an hour and a half because yeah. that's that's when it is when it's at its best when it is so easy when oh yeah there's there's no airs and graces and i know like you say there's oh i crushed him and all that stuff but once you sat down and and, and actually got into each other's heads like this is so easy like this is the this yeah. is the best for that reason and like why why are we wasting any more time it's exactly basically what happened i found out later much later that we had a training match um like Danny partnered us up together because it was like the older students and the newer students. The old the the task was for the older students to put a new person through a match. Um, and the task for us was to just get through a match. And Danny partnered us up together. And in I'm like freaking the fuck out. Cause like not only am I wrestling match, I'm wrestling the guy I have a crush on. Like, oh my God. And um so he's like putting this match together, talking to me and stuff. And I'm just like listening and looking. There's one point he had me in like a chin, like a chin, like a rest hold. And he's like whispering like what to do next. And I'm like, gonna throw up. <laughs> and, um, and I'm just like thinking, and we had a good match. It ended up being really good. They were impressed with it. I found out that that was the day that he started having feelings for me. He was like, he was like, when I was planning the match and looking at you, like looking at me playing this match, I went, oh no. 
I have feelings oh. for this girl. And he's like, oh, no, because it was his rule never to date another wrestler. And he was screwed at that point because because it was undeniable. <laughs> it was undeniable. And it was just it really was. <laughs> but it showed and, and when you say how important like you, and, and how important you both are for your wrestling careers, the, like the fact that you know it's, 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 it was a romance that was born in the monster factory, like he realized when locking up with you, oh no, fancier. Like that is that's the, that shows you how intrinsic it is. Yeah. And that's, and that's amazing. And that's amazing. Um and I, and I love that and, and and fair play to both. It's lovely to hear. Um, and I know that LSG would be key. I know he'll, he will, will he, will he be cringe hearing us talk about him so much? Yes. He will. <laughs> Excellent. But I know, I know that it'll, that like deep down in his like, in his little tummy that he'll be really happy about it. He, I think it's like gush over him all the time. I gush over him to his face all day. Like, that's just what I do. And it's like, I know, like, I'll, like he'll be like, you're so cute. And he's like, please stop. Like, just like, shut up. I'm like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it'll make him a little bit embarrassed, but I don't care. <laughs> Let's take the last part of this uh, to gush all about you, Gabby Ortiz, because uh, it's been genuinely lovely to have you uh, on the island. Uh, 20, and it feels like, you know, 2021 was incredible because as we were all getting back into it, like, I felt like you got busier. Like, as, as, and there's still people who, you know, last year doesn't really count for a lot of people but i feel like you just kind of went from here to here during a yeah. year as the worlds were coming back does it feel that way oh yeah it was my busiest year so far was 2020 uh, i had over 60 matches which had, had never that had never happened to me before so it was my busiest year which was crazy because that was not the case for a lot of people it was no absolutely not and and i know you you don't want to give away too much about aew stuff and that's fine but is there is it you know look looking ahead to uh, you know we've got wrestlemania season around the corner with loads of companies coming in and out of dallas we've got loads of stuff happening uh, around the wrestling world again as the world gets back to normal uh, is there stuff that you would you you you're hoping to do this year or stuff that you already got planned that you can tell us about uh, so unfortunately, the one huge thing I was looking forward to this be the beginning of this year was PTW Ultra in California, uh, Wilmington, which is a suburb of Los Angeles. Uh, I was super looking forward to that. It isn't happening. It got canceled because of um, a surge that we're having all over the country, which is fine, safety first. But they informed me that, yes, I will be back when they're up and running again. So that is going to happen. Um, something I can mention with my talk with under Rosa is her company mission pro in Texas, which is the majority women's company that I will be uh, debuting there, which is very yeah. exciting. Hopefully I think we're talking about WrestleMania weekend. I'm not totally sure yet though. Uh, and I mean, honestly, like I'm very much this person that's like, shit's going to just come and I just got to like, you know, and everything's going to be okay. That's how I like went through it last year and it worked out. I kept, I kept getting offers and I kept, I reached out to people I wanted to actively work for and it just kind of worked out. So I'm going to keep going with that. I mean, my schedule's pretty light right now for the beginning of the year and that's okay. I got a little bit of nagging injuries. I kind of want to rest up. And then I'd say come spring, maybe late winter, things will pick up a lot more. And if people want to, want to find out more and watch as things pick up, where can people find you online, Gabby? Uh, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Gabbity. That's G-A-B-B-I-T-Y. Uh, I'd say if you really want to get to know who I am, follow me on Twitter. 
because <laughs> I just it is the it is, one. it is the right place. Uh, I, yeah, I like um, to end. I like to end on this question because uh, it's nice to to give us a chance to reflect. Um, if you had the chance to go back, and we want to take you back to the Gabby that we Gabby Ortiz that we have in front of us now, go back to the haunted house, and you've you've just waved them off. Hey, isn't that scary, everybody? Bye. Yes, <laughs> I've been in. Bye. Um, and you're able to tell that Gabby something that will hold them in good stead for years to come. What would you like to tell them? Lift more weight. Lift more weight. <laughs> that's not very like, that's not, but it would be, it would be very useful for me back then. Like, like, the, <laughs> <laughs> like the sun cream, it's tactical. <laughs> I can be sentimental all I want for a bunch of other things, but when it comes to my skincare and my physical health, I have to be very tactical about those things. <laughs> Coming to us from the most beautiful room in the mayor's office, Gabby Ortiz, thank you for joining us on Cold Holic Thank Island you today. for having me. This is so fun. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 